Coming up on 5-Minute News. Pfizer's COVID-19 pill cuts hospital and death risk by 90%. House Democrats delay social bill but plan infrastructure vote. And young climate marchers tell UN it's our lives on the line. It's Saturday, November 6. I'm Anthony Davis. Pfizer said on Friday that its experimental antiviral pill for COVID-19 cut rates of hospitalization and death by nearly 90% in high-risk adults as the drugmaker joined the race for an easy-to-use medication to treat coronavirus. Currently, most COVID-19 treatments require an IV or injection. Competitor Merck's COVID-19 pill is already under review at the Food and Drug Administration after showing strong initial results, and on Thursday the United Kingdom became the first country to give it the go-ahead. Pfizer said it will ask the FDA and international regulators to authorise its pill as soon as possible after independent experts recommend halting the company's study based on the strength of its results. Experts recommended halting the company's study based on the strength of the results. Once Pfizer applies, the FDA could make a decision within weeks or months. Since the beginning of the pandemic last year, researchers worldwide have been racing to find a pill to treat COVID-19 that can be taken at home to ease symptoms, speed recovery, and keep people out of the hospital. On Friday, Pfizer released preliminary results of its study of 775 adults. Patients who received the company's drug, along with another antiviral shortly after showing COVID-19 symptoms, had an 89% reduction in their combined rate of hospitalization or death after a month, compared to patients taking a dummy pill. Top U.S. health officials continue to stress that vaccination will remain the best way to protect against infection. But with tens of millions of adults still unvaccinated, and many more globally, effective, easy-to-use treatments will be critical to curbing future waves of infections. Top Democrats abruptly postponed an expected House vote Friday on their 10-year $1.85 trillion social and environmental measure, as infighting between progressives and moderates once again sidetracked the pillar of President Joe Biden's domestic agenda. In a bid to hand him a needed victory, leaders still prepared to try pushing an accompanying $1 trillion package of road and other infrastructure projects through the chamber and to his desk. But even the fate of that popular bill, expected to create jobs in every state, was still in question. The scrambled plans cast a fresh pall over a party that struggled for weeks to take advantage of its control of the White House and Congress by advancing its top priorities. That's been hard, in part because of Democrats' slender majorities, with bitter internal divisions forcing House leaders to miss several self-imposed deadlines for votes. Welcome to my world, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi told reporters, adding, We are not a lockstep party. 
Pelosi for years has refused to hold votes on bills unless she has had near certainty that they would pass to avoid embarrassing defeats. Democrats' day fell apart when, after hours of talks, half a dozen moderates insisted they would vote against the sprawling package of health, education, family and climate change initiatives unless the non-partisan Congressional Budget Office first provided its cost estimate for the measure. Democratic leaders have said that would take days or more, with Friday's delay and lawmakers' plans to leave town for a week's break could mean the budget estimates would be ready by the time a vote is held. The infrastructure measure cleared the Senate easily in August with bipartisan support, including the backing of Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. The package would provide huge sums for every state for highway, mass transit, broadband, airport, drinking and wastewater, power grids and other projects. Thousands of young campaigners marched through the streets of Glasgow on Friday, demanding urgent action from world leaders at the UN Climate Conference to stave off catastrophic climate change. A week of government speeches and pledges at the two-week gathering has included promises to phase out coal, slash emissions of the potent greenhouse gas methane and reduce deforestation. But campaigners and pressure groups have been underwhelmed by the commitments made so far, many of which are voluntary, exclude the biggest polluters, or set deadlines decades away. Some of the marchers and community leaders who addressed the crowd demanded deep-rooted change to the status quo. This is a message from indigenous women in the Amazon to keep oil in the ground, to stop mining. That is good for all of us, for indigenous people and for the world, one speaker said. Swedish teenage activist Greta Thunberg said leaders of the global north appeared to be fighting to prevent real change. They are actively creating loopholes and shaping frameworks to benefit themselves and to continue profiting from this destruction, she said. We need immediate, drastic annual emission cuts unlike anything the world has ever seen. Inside the COP26 conference venue in the Scottish city, civil society leaders took over discussions. We must not declare victory here, said former US Vice President Al Gore, who shared the 2007 Nobel Peace Prize for his work informing the world about climate change. We know we have made real progress, but we are far from the goals that we need to reach. You can subscribe to 5-Minute News on YouTube with your preferred podcast app, Ask your smart speaker or enable 5-Minute News as your Amazon Alexa flash briefing skill. Subscribe, rate and review online at 5minute.news. 5-Minute News is an evergreen podcast covering politics, inequality, health and climate. Delivering independent, unbiased and essential world news daily. My name is Cindy Burnett, and each week I interview at least two traditionally published authors on my podcast, Thoughts from a Page. We talk spoiler-free about their books, so you can listen whether you have read the book or not. And then we delve into things that you most likely won't hear about anywhere else. The importance of the cover design, why they included various aspects of the story, personal details about both the books and the author's lives, and so much more. You can find the podcast on every major platform and learn more about it on my website, thoughtsfromapage.com. Thanks so much for checking it out.